friends. Hey there. <laughs> Welcome, guys, to the 11th episode of the Talkaholics podcast. Thanks for joining us. I hope you actually tuned in for our 10th episode that was last week. Yes, yes. I think that both of us really liked that episode. Yeah, and there was a lot probably of, my favorite. Yeah, I think easily my favorite. Um, we had a lot of fun recording it, so I hope you guys had a chance to check that out. But uh, today's episode, we really just talk about two main topics that are typical for us to talk about, I yeah. think. Uh, the first being a real quick review of, the, of crazy, crazy Rich Asians. Um, that was recently released, and we kind of give a lowdown of what we thought the movie was like. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and like, uh, the critique of the movie and stuff like that. Exactly, yeah. And uh, secondly, we talk about Handmaid's Tale. Not a surprise <laughs> to you guys, but... Well, I finally watched the season finale for season two, and I was really excited, so we had to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, and we, yeah, kind of lost your mind. So, enjoy that. But, yeah, <laughs> if you guys have anything to recommend to us to review uh, for our, our upcoming podcast, feel free to leave comments in our, uh, sorry, on our YouTube uh, channel as yeah. well as on Instagram. And you can always contact us via Gmail. At yeah. I think there's a comment section on SoundCloud too, right? Is it really? I think so. Oh, that would make sense. Anyways, just you can reach out to us anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Enjoy the episode. Homework like two, three, no, two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, are you sure? Maybe it was a month ago. Dude, stop! It was like two podcasts ago, so that's like a month ago. Already. Um, I gave you homework, (laughs) and like everybody knows, Razia never does the homework (laughs) that I give her. So tell me, did you do your homework? Yes, I did. I watched Crazy Rich Asians. Hooray! Thank God. Okay, so wait, I have to find my notes. Where did I? I made like minor, minor ones. But yeah, I, I watched it. Oh. Uh, I watched it at home, and uh, I don't know. I, I I can see why you have a lot to say about it. Yes. Um, and I also have a lot to say about it. So we'll see. Okay, so first of all, how did you like the movie? I overall okay as a movie itself, like entertainment value. If I liked it or not, like just for what it is, I found it like entertaining in that. I like movies full of, of spectacle and stuff, and it reminded me a lot of like Great Gatsby in that it's like mm. all about like pretty sets and like really yeah. nice outfits and so that stuff I was like super you enjoyed. I, I, yes I was like so happy about it especially the I mean we'll get to it but the wedding scene at the end I was like so yeah happy to oh see. my god aesthetically that was yeah, exactly. so nice so I was I was happy about that um but in terms of like the acting and the plot like I'm I was not necessarily blown away but no I don't think so. you were meant to be blown away though it yeah. was very much a rom-com yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah like the yeah like almost a painfully like stereotypical rom-com like every step of the way I was like yeah. yes this is when this is supposed to happen so in uh, like just because of that I was like uh the predictability kind of threw me off but I think I got through it because I liked everything I was looking at but yeah yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it was it was predictable. Like yeah. from the beginning, you knew it was gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. Like it wasn't something that was gonna take you on twists and turns. It was just like a rom com. Exactly. Just you sit there and you watch it, mm. and you're happy at the end. <laughs> yeah, you say all oh, once or twice, yeah. and then you're like, okay. <laughs> um, but in terms of like, yeah, the set and stuff, that was beautiful. Yeah. Um, did you read up on any critique of the movie? I 
So I saw a lot of headlines again from like um, I usually follow the Hollywood Reporter, and for them, they mainly were just kind of saying reporting things like you know how well they were doing financially, like when the movie first premiered, yeah. all the hype before it, all the hype after it, what people were saying. Um, about the the Asian representation, I didn't read too much about that, but mm-hmm. for, I can tell that you have a lot probably to say about that. Yes. But um, okay, from my point of view, I thought that they did a a good job in in. I could tell that every step of the way in the movie, they found one opportunity to showcase one part of Asian culture. So there's so many montages of food, for example. Like that's yeah. one thing that really really stuck out to me of like trying to really highlight what exactly that they eat and in the cooking processes there's a whole montage dedicated to how dumplings are made like there's a whole section yeah so i i appreciated that i you know it's clear that all the characters are from different parts of asia right you don't just have people from singapore but you know the main character is chinese i think one's from thailand or something taiwan so they take different parts like all the siblings live in different places of asia so it's not just like like they really tried to show the diversity even within that community, right? Yeah. So I appreciated that too, and a lot of tourism stuff for Singapore, big time. <laughs> like I'm sure they're gonna they're gonna see a spike in people visiting their country. But um, in terms of like uh, representation of what what Asian people are like, I found that they really talked about the stereotypes of in and around like um, Asian people and their appearance, like parental yeah. expectations that were a big thing. I'm um, not just with like the. Well, obviously with the main character and her to-be mother-in-law and then her actual mother, like, the, what those contrasting relationships. Yeah, like. and, like, the whole idea, like, how she was, the main the main woman was American-Chinese mm. versus, like, Chinese-Chinese. Exactly, exactly. So there was that whole, you're not yes. really Chinese. What does she, she call herself, a banana? She's a yellow man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, no, I agree. Like, props to them for, you know, creating a film that has an all-Asian cast, yeah. um, and that allows for that representation to happen. The biggest critique of the film that I found when I was reading up on it was the fact that it was obviously based in Singapore, but you didn't see um, a lot of people, like, native Singaporeans. Yeah, yeah. Is that what they're called, Singaporeans? Yeah, yeah I think okay. right. yeah, yeah. So a lot of people were critiquing it because, um, yes, there is a, a big Chinese population in Singapore, but um, they were upset because they said that that's not really what Singapore looks like. It's not you don't just see rich Chinese people yes, everywhere, yeah, yeah. and um, you know it, there are pockets of Singapore where there are low income like communities. Mm-hmm. And you did they were basically upset that you didn't really show true Singapore because there are minorities yeah. in Singapore that weren't um, portrayed in the m- film. And if they were portrayed, they were uh, portrayed in a in a very like. Uh, in low positions, so like the cleaners mm-hmm. and the cooks and mm-hmm. you know the servants, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, Sorry, just piggybacking on that yeah. really quickly because uh, my sister-in-law like lived in Malaysia for quite a bit because she did her like schooling there. Oh, okay, cool. So in Singapore's not too far from Malaysia, so for her, she one thing she noticed. I'm glad she brought up is that throughout the entire movie, like the actual Singaporean like accent was missing, like almost entirely. Mm-hmm. So the only person she pointed out, like in terms of characters in the movie, that had that accent and was using it was um, the main character's best friend's mom. Remember she visits their house? For yeah, the first yeah, time? yeah, yeah. The kind of the bigger woman. Yeah, so yeah. She, she, her accent was like, oh, she's like my sister-in-law's like, oh, that's exactly what it sounds like. Oh. But someone like, you know, the main character's like 
boyfriend. Yeah, I had a very, like, British accent. Yeah, it's like, accent. What, what is that? You, you were born and raised in Singapore. Yeah. And well, I, no, he went, but he went to a British school, right? Isn't that what it was? Oh, I don't know. I thought their excuse around that, because a lot of countries there have British, like, institutions in terms of schools. So yeah, and a lot of, and a lot of times if you're well off, you go to private schools, yeah, that's, and that's how the English like, okay. schools are, like, yeah. more UK That's how based. I think they got away with it, but, yeah. but... If you're, yeah, again, if you're based in Singapore and the, there's, like, one character who's kind of really minor, she's big in one scene and then that's it. Yeah. yeah. I was reading a lot of articles and um, there was, yeah, so basically people were saying it per, it portrays a selective view of Singapore. Like, it's a ba- that, that view of Singapore, it's mm-hmm. a very small percentage mm-hmm. of what Singapore actually looks like. And um, an article mentioned that there was more than 80% of the population that lived in public housing blocks. Yeah. yeah. Um, called HB. HDBs, mm. and so the fact that you didn't see that at all, more than 80% of the population live in these type of housing, and you didn't see that at all in the film was kind of uh, upsetting for some people because, like, that's reality, right? Um, so imagine you're from Singapore and you're watching this film, and you're like, that's not my city at exactly, all. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and or, especially yeah. for a movie that is technically about representation, I could see what that would be unsettling. Um, and then someone said, uh, th- which I thought was funny, and uh, in one of the articles said, that the film's depiction of Singapore was as realistic as Gossip Girl is of America. <laughs> and I found good. that funny because, you know, good, like, yeah. Gossip Girl, like, yeah, exactly. is, out, like, completely not <laughs> exactly. real. Um, and that there, there was a lack of ethnic minorities, except mm-hmm. as a few appearances as servants. Mm-hmm. Um, and they mentioned that 15% of the country, uh, 15% of the country's citizens are Malay, and 6.6% are Indian. Mm-hmm. And like, so where, where were they, they yeah, in the exactly, film? Exactly, yeah. Um, and there was this, uh, a journalist named Kirsten Hahn, who said, and this is, uh, I quoted her, the film's producers are well-versed in American racial politics and white dominance, but don't seem to have realized that in the Singaporean context of power and privilege, Chinese Singaporeans, especially the super rich ones, are the white people here. Oh, and I wow. thought that was really well said because, like like she said, the producers of this film know um, of like these the racial politics of film yeah, yeah. in the Hollywood context, mm-hmm. so they should be able to see that when mm-hmm. you when you switch your con- well like when you move your contacts around when you move to a different country um, in terms of filming like you should still be able to see where the racial power lies yeah so that was I feel like yes you know it's based off of a, a book so yeah. that puts you under certain restrictions right but as a producer as a director as the the screenplay writer you know all that stuff mm-hmm. like you make certain choices of mm-hmm. how the film is gonna look Mm-hmm. So the you cho- you chose not to include these people in this in the yeah. film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. It's like it's like um, what she's basically calling for is like more of a conscience around the like hierarchy within the Singapore country yeah. itself. Right? Exactly. Coming in from American view, coming in and shooting in yeah. Singapore. Yeah, you gotta be have respect um, for that, I guess. So like obviously we we can argue both sides, and I think that it could be argued forever because people have something to say, but. Um, there was one part that so they said that like one might argue that because the film is about Singapore's one percent, mm-hmm. it's logical to only show elite spaces, which right. makes sense. Yes, the film is about like crazy rich Asians, exactly. right? That's the title. But the result is a sense of place so wealthy and ethnically Chinese, mm-hmm. it feels hermetically sealed from anything or anyone else. Right. And so like, it's it's a false portrayal. Yeah. Of the space that they're portraying, so. Yeah. Yes, it may be about, like, the really wealthy, but you always have to be conscious of the fact that 
no matter like even though this is a film when you show a place that is real so yeah. singapore is a real place that you can visit <laughs> when you yeah. portray that to people especially people who probably will never visit in their yeah. in their lives yeah. you're giving them a certain view of that place exactly, exactly. so it's I feel like you're being ignorant mm-hmm. to think, oh, you know, people won't think yeah. that it's only like, no, like, come yeah, on. Yeah, and, and I think you have to also be considerate that, like, again, to your point, is that this is probably the first time a lot of audiences have seen Singapore on screen, period, mm-hmm. and so are going, wait, there's a place that's not in China that looks like China kind of thing. Like, yeah. Like, you know, like, there's people who have those thoughts and who are kind of ignorant to the fact that there are different types of agencies that are not just Chinese or Japanese exactly. or whatever, right? Um, so... I think it's fair for critics to say, no, we wanted the other side. And uh, it's too much of a caveat to say, well, this movie's about rich Asians. Well, yeah, exactly. The, you're still in a country. You're that, still you in know. a country that has more than just rich Asians. <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah. You know, they're a very small percentage of the country. So, yeah. you know, you got to portray what, what's correct. And there was another um, journalist, Mark Sang Putterman from The Atlantic, said, the story is one of white norms when representation means literally swapping Asian faces onto white bodies. Mm. And those Asian faces are of a certain kind. They're ethnic Chinese, they're Christian, and they're educated in the West. Mm. So what is sacrificed is a fuller character of Singapore, one with brown South and Southeast Asians, as well as city spaces that aren't quite so deluxe and perfect. Yeah, And so you don't see a lot of um, like those ethnic pockets of the of the country in the movie i think the only time you really see um a less deluxe place is when they go to like that underground like mahjong oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah? The, the like little, when she plays against the mom yeah at the end yeah like where it's like legs less luxurious like you wouldn't expect the mom to know yeah, like, it's just like of a, a place like that kind of place, yeah. yeah so yeah. like that's really the only time you really see something like yeah, that and you can mention it yeah it's probably right? the only place even when they're in new york that's still up like it's still a higher class it's mm-hmm. still like yeah it's, I, I completely get it actually so I mean I still think that the film was it was it was good it wasn't the best film I've ever seen in my life no. um, <laughs> yeah. the set was beautiful yeah. and it's it's you know for people who don't really get to see a lot of like um, you know Singapore you get to see different uh, different cultures like that like yeah. it's really nice to see like opulence like that yeah. in a different culture uh, setting right yeah, other yeah, than like yeah, the yeah, regular yeah, yeah. american no, sure. you know yeah, yeah. it's really nice to see but at the same time we just have to be conscious that we're not seeing everything yeah so yeah, yeah watch i'm not saying don't watch the movie watch the movie but just have that consciousness in the back of your mind um and just realize that they're not portraying i think this goes for anything honestly for any film you watch any media that you you take in yeah. you just have to be conscious that you're seeing a certain perspective yeah um and that if you don't just take everything at face value, yeah, you know, learn more about the culture, L- yeah. look more into Singapore, like you know what I mean. And I think the one because I was thinking this while watching it, the one thing that um, crazy crazy rich Asians benefited from and completely kind of was under the shadow of was um, the fact that Black Panther had just come out and it was the first time a movie again, you know, a, a cast that was fully, you know, a, it's not a just a movie about. Um, black people and black empowerment, but it's a, a cast that represents exactly that, right? You see completely a, a representation of that throughout all the actors that are in that movie. Yeah. Crazy Rich Asians followed up on that, and so because Black Panther did so well, I, I think they benefited there in terms of audiences and why they got so much of a like of attention and why they did yeah. so well on their opening night. At the same time, I felt like when I was watching it, I was like, I wanted to feel that excited to see people of color on screen 
um, for the first time and that many people in, in the setting, not just in America, but because Black Panther, I mean, I haven't seen it, but because that hype. You haven't seen Black Panther? Yeah, we, we talked about this in a different podcast. You still haven't seen Black Panther? <laughs> yeah, still haven't seen Black Panther. Okay, so you don't have, like, you can't, you can't say okay, it. Okay, but look. No, but Razia, like, I don't yeah. understand. You're the Marvel fan. I know, I know, I I'm know. confused. We did, I think we literally talked about this in the first or second book. I've seen Black Panther, like, three <laughs> times. I don't, okay, okay, okay. I recognize that I need to watch that movie. <laughs> yeah, most recently, I'm shocked. She's never been more offended so in shocked. her life. Oh wow, okay, sorry, continue. No, no. <laughs> it's okay. No, but, um, what was I saying? Um... No, it's just that I found that because that movie did so well and because there was so much hype and, like, people were excited to see something they'd waited for for a long time be on screen. Yeah. That I wanted this to kind of... I knew it wasn't going to meet that expectation because it's... Well, it's a different genre. It's, it's a different, different type of genre film. and it's based on a book that, like, I, I didn't necessarily... I wasn't excited about either. So it kind of, you know, set expectations for yeah. myself there. But, I don't know, I felt like... Maybe I'm expecting too much out of a rom-com to have, like, more deeper conversations or have more, like, yeah. nuanced messages about I mean, I think that culture, if but. you came from an Asian background, specifically a Chinese background, you can identify with a, some of the struggles that the characters faced. Yeah. Not in terms of, like, you know, richness or whatever, <laughs> yeah. but, like, in terms of the stereotypes that families had, yeah. if you came from a certain background um, in the Chinese setting. So, like, I can understand why you would be excited to see a movie like this because, first of all, you're seeing you're kind of seeing yourself in the film, which is, like, exciting. So, yeah. like, if we see um, a Muslim person, you know, yeah. anywhere in film, we're like, yes, exactly. that's not about terrorists? Yeah, Woo! exactly. Yay. You know what I mean? Like, we're so Progress. excited. If we see a Muslim woman in hijab, yeah. being just a normal human being, wow, yeah. great. Yeah, if it's literally. not attached to, like, terrorism. Literally. Even or, in the background, I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, right? Exactly. Like, <laughs> An extra. You know, what I, you know what I mean? We're like, sure. wow. So, yes, I, I, I can understand the excitement yeah. you have. Um, when you see yourself in film and that's the type of thing that we want to yeah. see we, I like I, I still commend this film for doing that yeah. but we just have to be uh, like cognizant of the fact that there are parts that are missing there are parts that are missing yeah. that are are very important to Singapore and exactly. to the people who live in Singapore and that we shouldn't um, erase that part of, yeah. of them yeah. so that's my those are my thoughts on my on the film i'm glad yeah. that you watched it and we yeah. got to talk about it yeah. but um there was only sorry one last yeah, thing yeah. about the movie that I, it just plot wise that i was kind of confused by when the main character i can't believe that we don't remember any of their names but the main <laughs> character when she <laughs> i have a really bad memory so i don't yeah, yeah I it, don't. it didn't stick clearly <laughs> um but she, when she first realizes her boyfriend's rich and like oh yeah you know after they took their first class flight or whatever and yeah she's, she enters their his mom's house yeah like there's no real shock or revelation that happens she kind of accepts it like of course yeah he, like he's rich, he's rich. <laughs> <laughs> I, she, I didn't know she's laughing <laughs> but it's like n- nothing about like her losing her mind or like you know pulling him aside afterwards going i'm sorry what like yeah that the transition was too easy it was pretty easy yeah you're right like oh yeah of course she was kind of just like yeah she was kind of like wait why didn't you tell me you're rich and he was like oh i didn't want it i was just like what (laughs) what is happening like it would like that's like the like a great opportunity that's like a huge part yeah it's either an emotional bit or comedic part of her going what? You but know, you know what? Like, I don't remember how long they said that they were they were dating for. It was Still, a couple of years, right? Yeah, and they, and they like, like if someone doesn't tell you about their family, like that's a that's a warning sign. I mean, know, it's not like it was bad. No, but like, but it's a little bit of a warning. The sign. point is, I was like, I, I was completely missing the shock as soon as she entered the house. I was like waiting for her to just like 
you know, do that whole bit of she's running across the house and, like, looking at things and pointing at things and going, oh, my God, and losing her mind. Yeah. None of that. Like, she kind of just accepts it, and it kind of lost... I don't know. That would have been a nice way to, like, keep the keep her grounded, keep the movie, like, the momentum yeah. going of her gradually seeing how rich they really are. But, I don't know. Like, that, for me, I almost expected it in the movie, and because it wasn't delivered, I was like, that's... For me, character-wise, right? it doesn't make sense. But... Anyways, I think that's the end of that. We spoke uh, spoke enough about that movie. <laughs> but on another actual really good piece uh, of media that I've enjoyed and now Iman's on top of, you just told me that you are done watching Handmaid's Tale. I yeah. actually, you know what? It worked out perfectly because last night I was on the last episode. It was the 13th episode of season two. I was like, I need to watch it so I can speak to Razia about this tomorrow. <gasps> so I watched it and I'm so mad, Razia, because it's not coming back till next year. I know, I know, I know. Okay, I want to know what you thought of the end of season two. Oh. Because I, I think what I told you... You know what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when you told me that, I was like, oh my god, they're going to leave me hanging. I'm going to be upset. So, first of all... <laughs> I, <laughs> you know when you told me that I was going to hate Fred more? Yeah. I didn't know like how much I was... I, I was like, yeah, I already hate Fred. Like I can't hate him more. Mm-hmm. I absolutely loathe... <laughs> <laughs> I loathe Fred. Fred is the most despicable human being on planet Earth. Yeah, he's like disgusting, gross. He's gross. Yeah. atrocious. Yeah, yeah. It gets I just oh, he's he's probably the and manipulative to manipulative. Like an yeah. He has some obsession with Offred mm-hmm. that he needs to get over. It's creepy. Yeah. Okay, yeah. and he loves to leverage her daughter over her. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'll, I'll, maybe I'll get you another visit with Hannah if you just have sex with me. Yeah, like, exactly. what? More or less. Yeah. Disgusting. He's a he's perverted. Yeah. He's a creep. Yeah. I hate yeah. him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And his face, like every time I look at his face, I just want to vomit. It's yeah. disgusting. Like he's so even his facial expression is so perverse. Oh. Yeah. He's a great the guy playing. Him, yeah. Just, yeah. Just he's a little too good. He, he, yeah. Exactly. He's a little too good at his character. Like, okay, there's something wrong here. But something I noticed. That, sorry, not to like. No, 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 no. from the last episode, but one thing I noticed about his character that they did well because he kind of gets even worse and worse and yeah. worse and worse as the season. Because you started goes. off in the first season, you liked him a little bit, you know. He, Cause, yeah, because you thought charming. he was, he's yeah, little, he was yeah. charming. You thought he was nice to offer it, but then yeah, he, he slowly he, yeah. just continuously kind of gets left, yeah. gets yeah. worse and worse, and you wonder like, was this him the entire time, and we just didn't notice because yeah. of his like charming, kind of charming like exterior. Yeah. Um, but once you get to know more and more about him, and plus, like, they could offset it. So, like, he'll do something really bad, but then they'll look into his past with Serena, and you're like, oh, he's kind of cute. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like, like, and how he used to act with Serena. They kind of fuck with you as the audience member, too. They they mix with your mind. Yeah, they do that. Which is great, actually. (laughs) And then Serena, the actress that plays Serena. I cannot, you know, you see why I kind of find her fascinating. She's so fascinating. Oh, man. She's I like love her character. So her much. character is so conflicted. Yeah. She has so many conflicting ideas, ideologies yeah. in her mind because she's so. I don't know how she got into um, where she is right now. Where yeah. she is now. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. like her religious belief is really conflicts with her belief or with her as a woman because if you see like when they flash back, she's she was very in, like independent. Mm very well-spoken outspoken but she still held those beliefs Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so even though like she wrote a whole book and and she's you know well-spoken she wrote a whole book but the whole book was about like women 
having to go back to that. Yeah, what everything that Gilead stands for. Yeah, so yeah. she ru- she's she's with everything that Gilead stands for, but like, mm. you know, she still longs for, like, the fact that they can't even hold a pen. Mm. Like, it's blasphemous for them to write or to yeah, even to read. read. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, and you know what? What? Ooh, what really? <laughs> Really struck home because I, I keep I forgetting. I, this, yeah. I keep forgetting I that they know can't read. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it comes so, up at different periods. Yeah, I keep yeah. forgetting. Yeah. And then so the part where Eden, um, she falls in love with the guard who's I didn't like him. Yeah. But she falls in love with him and she runs away with him. And okay, then they, we didn't even talk about this. Okay, that whole that was so sad. I actually was and, like, Nick, what the hell? Why did you rat her out? Okay. Okay. First, no, both of them were just like uh, we, we have a problem. Yeah, let's just go both tell Fred about this. What the hell? Cover. Let they go. both you can can put one and one like two and two together to know that they, they knew left. what happened. They knew what happened, and they were like, "Oh, let's tell Fred." And I was like, "You have no." And after like, no, but actually, you know what? We found out her her dad turned her in. Yeah, and so it was like it didn't want to matter. But like that was rude. But that I was like that was so sad. Watching that entire scene of her getting off that diving board, you didn't like. I didn't like her. Really? She was so freaking annoying. (laughs) Oh, she was so whiny. He doesn't love me. No, 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 no. I I don't know. I'm here. I'm doing God's work. La la la. Like she was so annoying. But like the whole point was she was only 15 years old. Yeah. And she's forced to marry. Well, forced. Like she, she's brainwashed to believe that in her like religiously she she has a certain role. You know, she has a certain role, and she's doing this for God. So like she, her mind is so. Like, she's so young, she's still so innocent, and she believes that all she's doing is for God. Yeah. I know. So, yeah, there's this whole thing in Nick. Uh, anyways, I didn't like, like, I like Nick, but, you know, yeah, that but whole you... relationship and, like, that whole thing was just, it put me off. Yeah. She was only 15 years old, like, that's, yeah. I mean, I get they don't have law about that anymore, but that's, like, statutory, statutory uh, rape. Like, no, 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 it's not even that. Like, I felt like Nick was, like, in the weird, precarious, like, position at that time because yeah. he knows like if he doesn't keep up his like relationship yeah. quotes, with Eden that he will get ratted out or like she will say something to Serena and then meanwhile he wants to stay faithful to Offred so it, he's just put in like this weird I don't like the relationship they really? need to stop Nick and Offred? I hate that why? Okay. I'll come back to it hold on okay 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 <laughs> Eden yeah uh, yeah she was really annoying yeah but I felt so bad because like Especially so when they part when they find the Bible. Yeah. Okay. This which is the part. I'm still confused about, like in terms of where their religion comes from. Okay. Like I'm, it's some offset. Of, it's some like branch of Christianity. Christianity yeah. It's not right? the. It's not like. It's not the. It's itself. not Christianity. It's not the they like. Yeah. They yeah. decided. Oh, we'll write yeah. a whole new yeah. one. It's a sect, more or less. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> but when they found the Bible, yeah, it didn't hit me, because I forgot they couldn't read or yeah. write. So yeah. when they opened it and there's like notes all over it, I was like, why are they so surprised? You know what I mean? It's a Bible, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she goes to Serena and she's like, look what I found. Yeah, and then she and she's said, like, they wrote all the notes and and then I'm like, why are they still? And then Serena goes, oh, she was hiding a lot of sins. I was like, so confused. I was like, why is it a sin? I'm so confused. Yeah. And then when Alfred was like, she was just trying to understand God, mm-hmm. and then um, which I actually love that line. Yeah, she's just trying to understand God. I was I like. That. I was like, yes, okay, yeah. understand. Okay, I'm getting there. Yeah, yeah. And then Serena said something along the lines of like, what did she say? She was just like, well, like, the whole point, like you, they allude to the fact that yeah. she's writing in it. She has a book. With yeah, her, exactly. Like, and then so basically, offered was said something like along the lines of, um, what are you like? How are you gonna teach your daughter or something like that? How to read and write. Yeah, yeah. and then her, she was like, oh, my daughter is, um, my daughter is going to. I'm going to teach my daughter the word of God. And she's like, what did she say? She said a line and it was so powerful. She was like, 
She will, oh yeah, she won't be able to she won't be able to read mm-hmm. the word of God. Like yeah. uh, how will she understand the word of God if she can't even read the word yeah, of God? And that was like so I was like, "Oh yeah, they can't read." Yeah. <laughs> but it was so powerful and and that's really what started to change Serena's mindset. Yeah. And then they had that whole situation where Serena tried to, you know, force the wives like bring the wives together. Yeah. Yeah. For the Which good of their like, children. I was like clapping for the entire I know. Time. I was like, yes, Serena, yeah, when they finally. brought them together and then they come in. Oh, but the men, uh, they're also like ugly. I hate them. So like yeah. when Serena came in by herself and then that commander was like to Fred, did you forget your lunch? I was like, excuse me. Yeah, exactly. What the oh, but that whole scene after that point of where she goes to court with the with yeah, the, all the other women, and all and the then, women come, and then she starts reading from the Bible, and the women one by one like start leaving her. Yeah, yeah. I was like, how dare you? Yeah, exactly. You can't show up and then go. Sorry, I wasn't involved. Right? <laughs> no, you came. No, but even after, right after that scene where they, like they bring her home, and she's she clearly was sorry. It's making so much noise. Okay, oh, it's okay. When they um. When Fred brings her home and Alfred is watching her walk up the stairs, you, like you put two and two together and you know something happened. No, to her, she was yeah. she was beaten to like bits. Like you could tell, like she was. Well, we shaking. thought she was beaten. That's what I thought. I thought she was beaten, but then, yeah. uh, then we saw like the finger. Oh, and that thing too. Yeah, yeah. I don't think she was beaten. Well, I think they just cut off her finger, and obviously she's shaken off. Maybe the fact that they cut off her finger because she wanted to ask for like. Yeah. It's disgusting. But, like, every season... Because that happens a lot, I found, in the second season of, like, Fred is disciplining her every step of the way. Yeah, sure. when Fred hit her... When Fred um, anytime, beat her in any, front of Alfred... Yeah. Anytime oh, my God, that, that was so oh sad. But I love this scene where Fred Fred slaps Alfred and Alfred slaps him right Ooh, back in the face. Yes. I was like, yes, I clapped. <laughs> I was like... Alfred, <laughs> yes, and he he can't he can't do nothing to you because exactly. he has this weird obsession with you. Exactly, he needs you more or less. Yeah, he needs you not just for his desire but for keeping his kid alive. Right? Yeah, exactly. So, oh man, there's so many like cause I, it's been a while since I've watched the last season, and so like you're bringing yeah. everything back for me. But and like what else? There were so many parts of just like the last like two episodes mm-hmm. that were phenomenal. Yeah, there's and there's um a lot that happened in that there was season. a whole thing happening with Emily on the side and that weird commander dude. <laughs> He's yeah, weird. But okay, come on. As soon as she goes into that house with her new like her new home. I, I knew right away. Oh yeah, I knew that it was good. No, but I don't I know because he was, he was one of like the architects of Gilead. Right, and he was so like, he's, he's in the background financially too. Like he he, he started everything, you know yeah. what I mean? Like he's the one who let the, So I think yeah. he's feeling guilty. Yes. And what he does is because he's feeling guilty and what he sees what's become of Gilead and what's happening, I think he, he kind of he's trying to give back in a way of like releasing handmaids. But it's like it's like a typical for me like because when they op- like enter his house, he's playing music and there's art all over the walls. Yeah, I'm like first of all that probably isn't allowed in Gilead, and yeah. second of all, it, if knowing Margaret Atwood, that's like a sign of like a liberal, free thinking person. Exactly. Right? So I was like, okay, he's good. Like yeah. even though they they every step of the way they try to make. I was waiting for him to do something weird, but yeah. like. Yeah, Even because, like they try to convince you because he has like the other servant that what the has man, no eye, has yeah. no eye, and his wife's like kind of like, yeah. crazy like a hermit, or, I guess. And then, but I knew it. I was like, he's gonna help Emily. He's gonna not. Gonna oh, help. and when she stabbed Aunt Lydia, yeah, I yeah. was like, hallelujah. Yeah, but it was like I was like shaking. Yeah, that entire yeah, me too. Like, oh my god, it was like what are my you, heart what are you doing? was what like beating. beating. <laughs> my heart was beating because when she was like. When she when Aunt Lydia was like, it's like I cut your tongue out. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's the last straw because they mutilated her body, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. in probably one of the worst ways for exactly. a woman. And like, yeah, when and she and she had that knife, and I was like, oh, she gonna kill her today. <laughs> <laughs> and then, but the thing is, I was reading up on spoilers for season three, and he no, said she's coming back, so I, she's not dead. 
And Lydia's not dead. Well, he, and that's the thing, too, of, like, she stabs her, and I know she's not fully... Stabs her in the back. She, yeah, and she's not fully so, dead. My, my whole thing is, you went, you followed through with it. Why not just kill her? Because the, the servant found her. <sighs> she had the Martha away, found her, and so... No, the Martha took her and put her in the room, remember? Oh, and then she called, the, she called the commander to call the ambulance, oh. and I was like, oh, shoot. So, but the thing is, I was reading uh, up on, like, season three, and the a writer of the article was like, it's gonna change Lydia's view, oh, yeah. Aunt Lydia's view, because one of her girls literally stabbed her in the back. Exactly. So, and that's all. Because Aunt Lydia about. has a very convolu- convoluted uh, view of the world as well, because she is, um, I don't, and we don't know Aunt Lydia's backstory. Mm. Like we know nothing about Aunt it's Lydia, true, right? It's true, yeah. We, the only thing we get is a glimpse of when she said she was the godmother for, um, her sister's baby what was it ooh, she said ooh, yeah, yeah, Aunt Lydia yeah, yeah. she said something about her sister's child yeah, right yeah, yeah. When, and yeah, her it was her niece or nephew or something she, she that's the only time she ever reveals something about her past mm, before true, Gilead yeah. mm-hmm. so we there is something that has put her in the path that she's in mm. so we don't know anything about her past but she has a love for the handmaids yeah. we've seen that mm. we've seen that through uh what's her name Janine Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah we've yeah, seen yeah, that through exactly. Janine, her she's and Janine's relationship. Like, she's that. kind of let a lot of things slide for Janine because she has that, like, love. Because Janine acts more or less like a child, yeah, you know what she, I mean? Yeah, so, she needs more caring. Yeah. So, exactly. with that, we see that even though she thinks she's doing what's best for mm-hmm. the handmaids because she has this idea of, like, religiously she has a certain role to play. Yeah. So, we know that she has a convoluted, convoluted look of the world and, like, she loves these women. So, the fact that one of them stabbed her in the back, I think, is going to kind of um, Fuck with her skew her like, way yeah. of, of looking at the world. Yeah, because the only thing I think she held on to, like, I think she is a big proponent, proponent of supporting Gilead's, like, message or what they stand for is because of how she views the women. So, mm-hmm. like, that, that's, she, that's how she sees her role in, in, in that you know, like, small society. Yeah. But with that, and it's true what you're saying, now that she's kind of faced the wrath of one of them physically, she's yeah. not gonna be kind anymore. She's not gonna be so nice. So that's gonna be interesting. Because she, I think she was, like, I really hated Aunt Lydia from the beginning. Oh, she's I like, hate uh, it. She's I hate like her so much. Vile, and she, she is the, one of the worst. Condescending, women. and it's, it's bad. So, okay, but looping, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Looping back to the last episode, because I feel like I had a, I, I thought a lot of it ramped up as, as it should. Like, it was, like, perfect to set up a, season finale in terms of like everything that happened prior to it there was a lot of change in all the different characters that are involved which Henry still does flawlessly I feel mm-hmm. like they keep the momentum of every single like, character side yeah. plot exactly running at the same time that Alfred's experiencing everything yeah so I was excited for it but I was kind of disappointed at the decision Alfred makes at the very end when she gets but, the out I knew you know? I knew it the minute she because the minute she was sitting in that like field yes. of the crops and, and she stuff, brings the she picture. brings out the picture of Hannah, and she says to uh, Holly slash Nicole, <laughs> like, "This is your older sister." You're, go-. and then she says, "You might meet her one day," and then she says, "You're going to meet her right. one day." Right. And I was like, "Okay, Offord has made a decision." Yes, exactly. However, Offord didn't know that she was gonna see Emily. Like, she didn't know she was gonna be with Emily. Yeah. So, I don't, I think Offred at that point made the decision, okay, I have to go back for Hannah, but she didn't know how, who she was gonna give Nicole to, how she was gonna do that. Yeah. But then the minute she saw Emily was gonna be with her, mm-hmm. she... That was the opportunity. But yeah, the minute she knew that Emily was gonna be with her, she made that decision. She's like, I'm 
Emily's like you know she knew she knows Emily's character she knows that she's a good person so she feels safe to leave her baby with her and then to go back yeah that was definitely her her opportunity but I I think why I was so frustrated by the last episode is because like you finally like a whole group of other people what are they called the Marthas the Marthas, Marthas yeah I was gonna say the Marys the, Mar- <laughs> the Marthas they we banded together without you knowing to ensure that people like yeah you are like they be put set forth free. an effort they risk their lives yeah literally. and they were successful at it like yeah. they got you out and that you have a ride back to wherever you need to be back yes. i assume in ontario right because that's where they're all leading to yeah so i was frustrated in that moment i get you have a daughter that you've committed to you know save and getting her back whatever but in my head i'm like isn't it easier to just go back to ontario or whatever in toronto band with the people who are you know yeah, already exactly working to get you are a out. witness to gilead you could my you point. are a witness i mean emily is as well of course yeah, but yeah. like you are a witness to everything that's been happening you yeah have a story to tell and you can have the canadian government backing you up exactly and, and, and how realistic is it for you to by yourself somehow find where hannah's located exactly and then you know survive all the way getting back like it's just for it, me, like... It doesn't really make sense, It wasn't yeah. even a logical decision, and I found it for the first time, Offer was being outright selfish. Like, I just found that, like... With yeah. her surviving, too, also gives the Marthas away, in that, because, like, if everyone got away safely at once, like, it's done. It's a successful mission, no one's in trouble. But because she's an outlier, you know, they have an idea of figuring out how they organize things. Exactly, then, exactly. So I was, like, actually frustrated at the end going, And, like, what does she right. think is gonna happen? Yeah. Fred knows that she took the baby. Exactly. Serena, exactly. No, like, well, Serena and gave and her the baby. Hey. Serena. And yeah, and I Serena. Know, okay, that was it. That was pretty hard. That was such a sad. That was heartbreaking. Oh, Again, but acting from that. Serena, like the way she was, like, I, you know what, like Serena, I, I, com- like I understand. Serena's so complex. Like she really, you can see that she loves this baby. Like, and no matter what, like the baby is not hers, of course. Mm-hmm. But the way she cares for the baby and the way that she loves the baby, like she treats it as if it's her own child and the way she of course got this baby is a very selfish and very disgusting convoluted way of achieving a child yeah but she's still like you know like there's so many sides there's a side i hate about serena and there's a side i love about serena exactly so it was just so sad to see her separate but that scene alone yeah was like was like heartbreaking but like you deserve it because you know what that child was never yours. Exactly. It's not, not even that of like and you, you never have deserved the opportunity that child to give because of the discussion they had in that um, greenhouse place with yeah. the Bible. She kind of that was her turning point of like, yeah, actually, I don't want my child to be growing up here. So th- I think that was more of a driver for her to give off the the kid. Um, but also too, what what? But oh, you know what I want to say. Sorry, um, <laughs> I had this like kind of like revelation <laughs> about Serena, a possibility about Serena because remember when they went to Canada. And Serena met that man. Yes, I actually love that scene. I that was like, he, oh. he offered her a way out. Okay, we didn't even talk about that whole episode. That was really good. That whole episode was amazing. I, I loved it. I was like, yes, Canada. That was actually probably one Say of the no. better episodes in season I two. I love that episode. Fucking so, love it. But like, and then when Nick and Thing meet, did you not have a heart attack? I, I was like, yes. oh, this is bad. When, <laughs> what is happening? When, when they met, when Nick and her <laughs> husband met, that's, that's another reason why I don't like Nick and... Um, and, and Offred. Offred? I find that so interesting. That I hate like their that. relationship. Why? Like, Offred, you know your husband's alive. <laughs> he loves you. He's out there waiting for you. But he also is not searching for her. Yeah, I was mad at him. Yeah, I was on. mad at him. You know that part where um, Moira's when Moira's yeah. like, don't you want to know if she's okay? He's like, she's not okay. Yeah. 
Just or she, have, or like she, he's just have faith that it. she's alive. Yeah. I was like, what? What? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> your it, child and wife are have been stripped away from you. And you're just sitting here sitting living your life. Library looking every single night. Like, and you, she on. knows her her fiance is dead, and she's still looking for her. Like, yeah, and exactly. you can't look for your alive wife. Yeah. yeah, I was mad at him too. But like, stop. Your Nick is like probably like ten years younger than her. What are you yeah. doing? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> but I find, I think, because I, I, it's not that I like Alfred, it's that I like Nick. Why do you I like think, Nick? Because. Okay, wait, 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 hold on, hold on. Before we go on, Serena's revelation, hold on, let me talk about it. So when, I'm when. jumping all over the place. <laughs> okay. Um, so when she, when that, when she's at the bar and the guy comes up to her and he's like, he knows everything about her and yeah. all that stuff and he wants to give her a way out, he's like, we can send you to Hawaii or whatever, whatever it is. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. um, there's science, he, he tells her, if you want a child, we can get that for you. Like, science, like, technology, everything has it's improved advanced, so much yeah, yeah. that we can find I a way for you to have a child. So yeah. And she outright says no because she has this belief that, you know, mm. religiously all this stuff, right? Yeah, but yeah. I was thinking, mm. you know how... From the in season one, you find out that it's not, um, it's Fred that's the issue. Fred yes. cannot, yeah, have he's the one who can't have a child. Yeah. So is Serena is Serena still biologically able to she have a child? Able, she should be able to. Yeah. So what the hell is she doing? <laughs> Why is she was still with Fred? I'm so seriously, I'm so confused. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, like there's. A oh, whole background of things. She obviously still loves him in some sort of I way. I mean, it's, I don't think it's as easy as leaving him. No, I'm it's not as easy as... But the fact that... to stay. Yeah, she's... Yeah, yeah there's that, yeah. of course, too. Yeah. But the fact that someone gave her a way out, like, and she... she no, he's coming back. Come on, you know that he's coming back. Like, oh, no, 100%. Like, that that guy's coming back. Yeah. He, she, she can have a child biologically. Yeah. And the fact that she's still allowing for things like that to happen, not that she has much of a, you know, say in how right. things happen and yep. stuff like that. Yeah. And that just brings me back to how manipulative Fred's words are. Like, the way he says, like, the way he makes her believe that she has some sort of power. And then when she tries to Mm -hmm. enforce change, she gets a finger cut off. Like, you know what I mean? And that just goes to show, like, you, um, the way it seems like society works there is that the women who are in lower positions, so, like, the handmaids and all that stuff, like, they're the ones who are treated disrespectfully badly. But then when something like that happens to a high, like a really respected yeah. wife of a commander, yeah. you know that it's not yeah. it's not the position that makes you um, disrespected. It's the fact that you're a woman. Yeah. Like just blank exactly. point, which you're I love, a woman. Which I love what the, the, the show puts that across very frankly of like, you know, it starts off showing that women come at different degrees yeah. in this society, but at the end of the day... At the end of the day, you're a woman. At the end of the day, so you're you better not open your mouth yeah, exactly. because yeah. you're done. Yeah, at any level, at any point of And that sh- they also show that when yeah. they send that, uh, they send one of the wives to the colonies. Remember that? Yes. And then, uh, remember the what she gets sent to the colonies and everybody hates oh, her? Oh, and, the one, and she, then Emily she poisons her. Unfaithful. Yeah, yes, and then yeah. Emily poisons her. She's crazy, man. Emily's crazy. I love Emily. She's okay. crazy. Um, what I was going to say, though, to your point about, like, whether or not, uh, Serena can still conceive. Yeah. One thing that alluded to that she can't, and I, like, really discussed this. When she got, she got when shot. When she got shot. When she got shot. I thought that they, that's where they were going with it, because when yeah. she got shot in the stomach, I was like, oh, shoot, maybe that's why she can't have children. Because yes. I, I keep forgetting that Fred the, is the damn problem. Fun. Yeah. But, <laughs> but, yeah, I was like, oh, maybe they're going to say, oh, like, in the hospital report, like, oh, you know, yeah. like. You yeah. shot, you know, something is wrong, you can't have babies. Right. But they never say that. But ne- they never say that. So, but he- here's what that scene was so telling. 
because I thought the whole reason why she wrote the book, why she was campaigning with Fred this entire time, why she was so passionate about, you know, fertility rates are dropping, therefore we need to do something. Yeah. That, that all was driven by her experience of being infertile. That's but, what I thought too. But it's not. But it's not. Because even if she, even if that, her getting shot is the reason why she can't conceive, it's after the fact. It's af- It was literally yeah. after a protest. So, so, so what, that's yeah. what I want to know. I want to know why Serena is so invested in this. Yes, why does and she care? Where did this, no, I, I really think the root of it is where did this religion come from? Mm. Like, where well, did it come from? Anyway, I mean, be, no, so it, it developed out of, First, well, of course, it's out of Christianity. No, not even that. It's it's the world was experiencing infertility rates, like yeah. an, an alarming okay. rate, rate. So Serena proposed for society to have things like handmaids, so that no, you but know, the re- but the thing is, this religion existed before the whole thing about handmaids and stuff like that. No, for sure. But I'm saying it's out of those. It's out of um, you know, Serena doing those campaigns, and then it. Was, what was something innocent to say, you know, fertile women have the, what she was thought, fertile yeah. women have the, you know, a, the right, the responsibility to make sure that all the other families are able to bear children yeah. too, right? So, but that, what was, I think, an innocent idea at the time became something a lot more convoluted, a lot more dark and gross and became Gilead because of Fred's influence. Because as you notice, like, yeah. as she's campaigning and stuff, it's Fred that's giving her the in on everything. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, encouraging her. And I think then took her politics and became the commander that he is now. Like, he, he no, I agree, more than one I way, agree. Right? But like, the thing is, the whole, like, the whole idea, like, the whole um, religion that they believe in, mm. it was it was already there. This, it's, or, it's what they already believed in. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. She, she already believed in that. Like, the whole idea, like, lust is a sin. You can't ha- have relationships with your husband. Like, yeah. um, the whole idea where women have to obey. Their, like, that whole that whole religious belief was already there before she was campaigning. So mm-hmm. where did it come from? See, uh, That's I what I want to know. After the fact. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't because know. Because they show scenes. Like, it, they were they were already believed. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, that they were. And obviously, it's not something that was very widespread because... It was just kind of them too. Yeah, it was yeah. just, it was just <laughs> them. <laughs> and that, that and, and, uh, yeah. So I really yeah. want to know, but anyways, like um, we gotta wrap this up because we we've been talking a little too much about this show. Yeah. There's a lot to come. I'm really yeah. really excited for the next season, and yeah. you know, um, I mean, and but I was um, reading on uh, like like I said, I was reading on the uh, an article like like sp- kind of like spoilers on season three and stuff, and um, the producer or whatever the show was saying. Like obviously it's based on the book, um, by Atwood, and oh don't tell me any spoilers. No no I'm, I'm not no 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 okay. it's not. But like he says that the way Atwood wrote the book was that it's like, it talks about Gilead, <coughs> in like present time, mm-hmm. and then it goes, two hundred years in the future. Oh okay. And then goes over it. So people were saying that he was straying away from the book, but really he said that he is kind of staying within those what happened in those two hundred years. But he's doing it at a slower rate okay. than what... Because Atwood goes over it really quickly, apparently. Mm-hmm. So I think that we're going to see the fall of Gilead. Interesting. I don't know if we're going to see it next season. Well, it has to but, happen. Like, but I think we're going to see... And he, he said yeah. that it's going to be about, like, ten seasons long. That's how Ooh, he's, he's seen it. So we'll seasons. see. I don't know if it's going to be this, how wow. it's really going to go. But ten we're going to see the fall of Gilead. We're going to see it. And I'm excited I'm to excited. see it. I mean, I'm ten seasons sounds daunting. <laughs> in that, yeah. like, I want it to be... Not that I want it to be short. I'm not going to complain about having extra Handmaid Tales episodes. Come yeah. on, I live for this. But it's... It, God, I feel like with a show like this that's so emo- emotionally intense mm-hmm. that it does better in a, in a short kind of mini-series kind of thing. Yeah. So, I don't know. We'll see with yeah. how they go with it. And just, 
I was saying before that there's something related to this that I wanted to talk about. I had watched the Emmys last week. Oh, yeah. Or, yeah, it had happened. And I don't know if you had tuned in to watch, but I typically always watch every award show that happens, whether mm-hmm. it's like the Grammys or Oscars or whatever. The Emmys was disappointing on a Handman's Tale front because they were nominated for like... A lot. A lot of things. Like, I, I think it was seven nominations. And they won for nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, dear. So I was like, wow, really? Like, because I thought the second season was actually really, really good and held up to the first season. Yeah. And the first season they won an Emmy for. The second, um, sorry, the first season had won an Emmy uh, last year for best, whatever that final award is, like best TV show basically on right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but because uh, Game of Thrones likes to conquer everything when it comes to these things, they practically oh. overtook every single wow. thing they were nominated for, which was frustrating. Because even this year, unlike last year, uh, Serena's actor was nominated, Aunt Lydia was nominated, Emily was nominated, and of course, uh, the girl who plays Offred. So, very frustrating, but a really good show. Like, the Emmys was, like, other than that aspect, um, I think it was uh, Michael Che and mm-hmm. Colin whatever from mm-hmm. SNL. Mm-hmm. They were hosting. It was So, it was really, really funny. I, was, yeah, I missed it. I didn't watch it. Yeah, it was really, really, really funny. But um, other than that, like, disappointing, but what are you going to do? There's always that next sucks. year. There's always next year. I mean, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So thanks so much for tuning into our 11th episode of the Talkaholics podcast. Yeah. We talked a lot here. about yeah. The Handmaid's Tale. I mean. Yeah, it was really just two topics. Crazy Rich Asians in this. So, you know. But, you know, we're do. trying to stick to the 45-ish minute. Yeah. <laughs> however long this is <laughs> going to end up being. Um, but, um, yeah. Uh, we'll end that for today. And we'll catch you guys on the next one. All righty. Bye. Bye.